Hello, and welcome back to Generation Collaboration. I'm Sanakshi. And I'm Brayden. Before we begin, please like, subscribe, and follow the show wherever you do your listening. Today, we are joined by Allison Dame, Christopher Chen, and Angelica Ochoa to talk to us about Rise Above, their organization and their mission towards empowering youth to make healthy decisions. Allison, Chris, and Angelica, welcome to the show. So diving right in, could you tell us a little bit about Rise Above Colorado and your work with the organization? We can start with you, Allison. Um, yeah. So I think that Rise Above, just like the main mission is to empower youth to make healthy decisions and Instead of going to drugs and alcohol as like coping mechanisms or something of the sort to empower them to go and do fun things that are better for their mental mental and physical health. Yeah, no, that's great. Chris, how about you? Uh, sort of like, I guess, piggybacking off of Allison. I think Rise Above is definitely a resource for a lot of youth like all throughout Colorado. It's really just there for the youth, um, the Teen Action Council in specific. A lot of the work that we do is pulling from issues in our own communities and trying to like reflect upon them and like solve them. So it's definitely like a for the community sort of group. And yeah, it's really constructive, which is what I enjoy about it. Yeah, thank you for that. And then, Angelica, could you tell us a little bit about your involvement with the organization? Yeah, so I work specifically, um, Christopher mentioned the Teen Action Council. I work with, like, the Denver-centered Teen Action Council. Um, And so we work to create change, positive community change, whatever that means for the youth group. Like they mentioned, our mission is to empower youth to live a life free of substance misuse, but that includes living in an environment that they're happy to be around, that they feel like supports them and elevates their voice. So yeah, just working with youth directly is something that I do a lot and working collaboratively. So to just make sure that youth are not only at the center of our work, but like really creating the ideas, creating the plans. And we are there to support them with resources, but they're the ones really doing the work. That's awesome. I love that partnership that y'all have with youth and adults. And I'm curious to hear, what is it like being on a teen action council? Like what what is a teen action council and what's your experience with that? My experience is, I can't really say anything bad about it. It's a great group of people that's not toxic at all. I love coming to weekend meetings with Rise Above and getting to spend time with all the other members on the Teen Action Council is really fun. They're all super positive and it's just, I always look forward to coming to the meetings and being able to make active change in my community. Um, I'd also love to hear, Chris, like more recently, what are some like preventative methods that you've been working on with your organization? Uh, Definitely the main front of preventative measures that we focus on is education, pretty much. Um, If you're more aware about the adverse effects that drugs can have on you, you're less likely to use them. That's just a fact. 
Um, we really do a lot of work with just education. Like we've made a lot of campaigns and presentations that we promote through social media and our website. Um, but yeah, mainly just education, I think. So in terms of like this education, Angelica, how have adults been able to kind of like support the youth in like going through just like, I guess that process of like substance um, misuse and also like creating those measures to prevent? Yeah, um, so we have a couple different resources that we share in the community through schools or different organizations, um, and they can be led by adults or um, like our Teen Action Council, we train them to distribute these lessons. And so one of them is called Not Prescribed, and it's like just really going into the details of like prescription drugs and kind of trying to address the opioid crisis and We've included a fentanyl um, chapter to just provide more information for youth around this, like, new sort of epidemic. And then um, our other resource that we use a lot is called Closing the Gap, and that is just taking the data from a survey that we do called Healthy Kids Colorado and kind of sharing the data that, like, most Colorado youth don't use and trying to put the idea of, like, positive social norming that— not all youth are using and that that is a positive thing. And there's definitely a need to be addressed for, you know, the use, but just understanding that, like, when you know that, hey, not everyone in my high school does use, like, this isn't the norm, like, the norm is to actually not use, that that does kind of change people's perspective. And I think just having youth not only, like, see the presentation like we do at the Teen Action Council, but having them being able to present themselves to their peers is really powerful. And... I don't know. I just feel like it's another opportunity for collaboration because we are like currently are revising and coming to the Teen Action Council, asking them like, what is most relevant to you? Like what feels like in this presentation would be important to share so that, you know, we're not just like deciding, oh, these things are important to youth. Like we're getting real input from our youth members. I really like that youth perspective. And Allison, I want to talk a little bit more about perception. It seems like that's a big deal. And I mean, when I travel outside of Colorado and I tell people I'm from Colorado, they're, the first thing they ask is, do you smoke weed? Like Colorado was the first state to legalize weed. And they're looking at legalizing like psychedelic mushrooms. So as a youth, what role do you see perception playing in substance use? Well, I definitely think it's very prominent that Adults often assume that you've done something, especially being a sophomore in high school. It's automatically assumed that I've like done weed before or drank alcohol. And it's just having that perception of you definitely doesn't make you feel great because it's hard to stand out from the norm, I guess, of having like never done drugs or anything it's people often assume it and then when you tell them that you haven't then they definitely change your perception of you either they think you're like lying or they think you're a goody two-shoes that's a that's an interesting parallel like it's you can't really win in that situation so chris how can how can youth work with adults to change the perception and labels that many adults put on youth, especially high schoolers? Yeah, I think definitely the main 
factor that contributes to this sort of stigma, I guess, against teens is the lack of communication between teens and adults. Especially in our generation, I've noticed a lot of teens feeling sort of distanced or not able to communicate what they want to to their adults in their lives, especially in America where there's like a lot of immigrants and like first gen people. Um, it can be difficult to talk about things like alcohol and drugs and like sex because it's all labeled as taboo. I think definitely just starting the conversation is definitely where we need to start and focus our attention on. Yeah. And as a young person, what do you wish that adults knew about all these different like drugs that, you know, youth use and like are like percepted to use? I think that I just kind of wish that they wouldn't automatically assume that everyone has done something because there's a lot of people in this world, especially in high school and stuff like that, that haven't done drugs. And I just wish that it wasn't their first assumption when they think they hear you're in high school and they automatically go to, oh, they do drugs. Or they hear that you went to a party and it could be a party of 10 people, but they automatically assume that it's like a big house party and there's a ton of alcohol and drugs. If you are just joining us, you are listening to Generation Collaboration. In this episode, we're speaking with Allison, Christopher, and Angelica from Rise Above Colorado. Rise Above Colorado is a prevention organization across Colorado empowering youth to make healthy decisions. Um, Angelica, going off of the idea of perception and these labels that adults put on youth, as an adult, why do you feel that adults think that every time youth hang out with friends, they're smoking weed or drinking at a party? I think that there's probably a lot of different reasons, um, but something that I think is important to like know is that I'm not sure of the exact number, but it's around 80% that we say, you know, 80% of youth don't use. And that's within Colorado. And there's, again, these numbers are just off what I can remember, but, um, you know, 400,000 youth. 20% of that is still a really large number, and I think it's a lot easier to look at bad things and expand, like, oh, there's this issue, everyone's doing it, because, I mean, you know, it's not a small number. It, it, is, a, it is a thing that is happening, but it's a smaller percentage, and I think people just don't acknowledge that just because there is a large group, there's a much larger group that isn't using, and I think, you know— there is just the historical aspect of, like, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Like, this this <laughs> change that can be scary to people. Like, it's like, oh, it must be bad. Like, this change that's happening. Because I think that that's what, in my, like, youth kind of represents change. And then there's these, like, connotations that we have with, like, young people creating change. And, like, they must be in these other pools that we associate with them as well. Yeah, no, I feel like being like a youth and I think especially a teen, like those expectations or like perceptions, I guess, are like always there. But I think on top of that, like being here in Colorado, um, a state that has like, I guess, a lot more like laxer drug laws, how is that affecting like teens that are using substances? I think that it automatically makes them 
more stigmatized that they're doing it. And it also gives them an easier access to drugs, whether it's through parents or possibly older friends that it is legal for them. It's just with an easier access comes higher risk for them to be using or doing something negative. Yeah, I appreciate you guys speaking about like the substance abuse within like the teen community and how you're working towards that. So shifting a little bit towards, um, I guess, the other things that you guys are doing within your organization. Um, I know you guys have been working with like gun violence um, and like mental health as well. So I know recently there was a walkout at Denver East High School because of gun violence and what happened. Um, How do you think youth and adults can kind of work together to make high schools or just like schools in general a safer space? I think definitely in high schools, gun violence is sort of taboo. Again, there's this idea that we can't discuss and be productive with conversations surrounding these very like sensitive, emotionally charged topics. Um, I think high schoolers and adults can work together in classrooms by talking about what to do if an active shooter were to come on campus, just talking through like realistic ideas and scenarios that could happen. Because I think definitely it's easy to just try and like pretend that it's not going to happen, but there's always a possibility and chance, and that's just being realistic. I think adults can try and relate more to like the anxiety that students may feel around gun violence because they are teachers and they like sort of do know what their students are feeling at any given time. So I think it's definitely important that we work together with adults as high schoolers to be productive in our change against gun violence. Yeah, definitely. Um, How do you believe your organization Rise Above helps um, teens and adults both like have these conversations, you know, in schools and with your peers? Well, as Angelica mentioned earlier, I think that the projects and resources that we have, a lot of them are geared to be used in school. And I think that it can help spark questions and connections and just overall conversations about sensitive topics such as substance use and items like that. And so I think just using the resources that Rise Above has created and provide and using them within a school community can help spark connection through teachers and students and staff members in the school. I really like that. Um, And I like how Rise Above is partnering with adults and youth to help educate youth. Um, So, Allison, going a little off of that, when it comes to things like gun violence, I feel like gun violence is kind of like an adult thing because it's adults in the state law, in the state legislation who passes legislation that affects it. But all of it really affects youth. I mean, kids are afraid to go to school. Kids are afraid to walk out of their house. Kids live in fear in their neighborhoods, places they shouldn't feel unsafe in. So how do you want to see youth getting involved to make a difference? I think that overall just getting youth to speak out and use their voice to share their opinions. A lot of times youth voice is made less compared to adults, but I don't think that that should ever be the case. I believe that youth should speak out and share their opinions. And if that's the case, then maybe some more impactful change can help to make a better 
and safer environment, whether it's in a neighborhood or a school. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, Actually, recently at my high school, we did have um, a lockdown. And although like our school did end up saying, I'm like hoping this is going to be aired after I graduate, but (laughs) (laughs) our school did say that like it was like triggered like accidentally or something. But um, me and a lot of my peers have heard that there's been like a lot of threats of like gun violence, like going around in general. And that's kind of like caused all these lockdowns, which I guess seems like... I guess a lot more realistic. Um, And in terms of that, like after this lockdown happened, um, I guess a lot of people were just like very stressed out and like, like what's going to happen? Like this is insane and this shouldn't be happening. Um, And our school does offer like some mental health resources, but like there's nothing really like, I guess, there to grasp to actually help youth. So um, I guess in terms of like mental health, how does gun violence affect that amongst youth? So talking about mental health in relation to gun violence, um, what we're doing right now at Rise Above, we're like gathering a bunch of resources, we're researching, and mental health is definitely an indicator of possible future gun violence, especially because people who don't receive mental health may feel like ostracized from society or isolated. And that definitely contributes to these violent tendencies or thoughts. Actually, going back to what you said about being in school and not having enough resources about mental health, it's really interesting to me, like personally, because personally at my school, you don't really receive any attention unless you're like suicidal, like about like very like high risk, high alert type of student. And I think it's definitely an issue that we have to address that mental health isn't really recognized as an issue until it's too late. There's a lot of preventive measures that you can take against mental health, but you have to act early enough. Um, You just have to catch it early on instead of catching it when it's too late or becoming a larger issue. And Helica, going off of what Chris talked about with catching it early and being proactive instead of reactive, how can adults partner with youth to make sure that both youth and adults have the resources that they need? Because it feels like a lot of substance abuse and some gun violence today stems from mental health. So how can partnerships through the generations really affect change? I think it just makes me think of, we talk a lot about preventative factors and risk factors for a whole host of things, including like mental health issues, you know, suicide prevention, those kind of things. And a lot of times they are the same thing, you know, and a huge one is just having like at least one trusted adult in your life who you feel comfortable talking to. Um, And I think that starts from like having simple conversations, whether it's a counselor, a parent, like whoever it may be in your life, a young person having an adult that they trust to talk about their health, their mental health, their day-to-day life um, is a really supportive factor to just keeping these things from happening and going into, you know, substance misuse and gun violence. Um, and I think also just like healthy peer groups. And I think, like you said, like starting these things early on, like it's it's not about, it's not always about like having a really hard conversation about a topic that might be really scary, but starting at age appropriate levels, like we do these resources that we've talked about, they are intended for middle schoolers and can be as young as like some you know, fifth grade levels and just like introducing these topics so that they do have less fear as time goes on. Um, 
And in most of these presentations, we talk about these preventative factors and just identifying. I know, I know, like I've seen some children's books now that at the end of the book, it's like write down five trusted adults and just these small things to get from a younger age, people identifying these preventative factors, um, I think just has long-term effects to build this adult youth partnership, but also over time help people be more successful and have less like harmful outcomes. Definitely. And Allison, what if a youth doesn't have a trusted adult? How can they go about finding one? I think that talking with peers and friends can be a really good way to seek out a trusted adult. Oftentimes, the someone in the family or someone in the school may not be the best option for individuals. And I think going through and talking with your friends about who they trust can be a really easy way to get someone, especially if you're really good friends with an individual, being able to know who they talk to and who they trust can be a really easy way to trust that trusted adult as well. Yeah, no, I know we talked about like a lot of things here today. We talked about like substance use and like gun violence and mental health. So I guess all those things just like combined, there's not really a solution to any of these, like, you know, in the short term, but I guess looking towards like the long term, how is Rise Above kind of like helping support those issues? Rise Above right now definitely is a resource to all of us, but in the long term, um, we hope that the work that we do will help benefit people in the future that are a part of Rise Above or just any youth or adults in general. What we're trying to do is create a resource, a community, a sense of companionship, um, connections, anything that we can do to help people um, who are interested in this topic and are interested in helping spread awareness about it. Angelica, can you tell us a little bit about the Fill Your World with Good campaign? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a social media campaign that we do to kind of just promote how young people are filling their world with good um, and how they spend their time. So if you go to our website, iriseabove.org, youth make photo submissions there, and we post these submissions to our Instagram. And we share their experiences to kind of just give this perception of what youth are really doing in their time and how they fill their world with good and rise above substance misuse. Um, and through the campaign, we also do different prizes and raffles throughout the year where th through just a photo submission um, where you can provide your Instagram and we can tag you or you don't have to do that. Um, and it can be anything from like a picture of your dog to your favorite food or you and your friends going on a hike. Um, and you submit that through our website, and we'll post it on social media, and we reach out to people. Sometimes we have concert tickets or, like, Amazon gift cards and just different things that we give out for, you know, people helping us change this perception of what youth are doing with their time. I really love that. That is so cool. And you can get, like, concert tickets out of that. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to send pictures of how you can go to Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, Allison, how else can people get involved in Rise Above? Um, we actually are starting our application process for the Teen Action Council next year. And so I think that's 
one of the easiest ways to get involved. But other than the Fill Your World with Good campaign, I think that also spreading the resources that Rise Above has created and provided just to help educate and inform everyone in your school and your community about how the majority of kids do not use drugs and spreading those resources and getting involved in even simple things like school clubs and stuff just to show that the perception of youth that use drugs and use alcohol is not as big as a lot of people assume. And just to share that and educate that a lot of youth actually do a lot of good in this world. Thank you for that. Allison, Christopher, and Angelica, thank you so much for joining us here today. To learn more about the Fill Your World with Good campaign and Rise Above Colorado, please visit riseaboveco.org. Thank you again for tuning into Generation Collaboration. Before you go, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. Today's episode of Generation Collaboration was engineered by Xavier Gautier and Emerson Olson. Generation Collaboration is produced by David Layden and Lauren Steve Pack. Our theme song, Find It, was recorded at Youth on Record by Esme Patterson and members of the Youth on Record community. Generation Collaboration is a co-production of Colorado Young Leaders and Youth on Record. Learn more about Colorado Young Leaders at coloradoyoungleaders.org or on Instagram and TikTok at coyoungleaders. You can learn more about Youth on Record at youthonrecord.org and on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Youth on Record. Thank you again for tuning in, and we hope you'll join us again next month here on Generation Collaboration. Generation Collaboration.